1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family.
2: Hey, I hope you caught last week's show. We, we did the show talking about multifamily investors and whether they need to worry about the demand in the market right now for single-family rentals. We talked about whether those are substitute goods and are we in head-to-head competition with with each other. And I'm not going to reprise that show. If you if you missed that show, a lot of good information there. You can go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, uh, click on the radio tab, and uh, catch that program. But... There was a line in the article I was looking at with you that I did not hit on last week uh, that I want to come back to because it it, it poses an, an interesting question. And again, this this article was talking about the demand right now for single-family rentals, both from the renter's perspective, of course, but as well from big, big names like Blackstone Group. And about a month ago, they had bought a company that itself owns or owned 17,000 single-family houses. So what's going on out there? And again, multifamily investors, do we need to worry? Well, we worked on that question last week, so check out that show. But in an early part of the article, there was a statement, a sentence. I'm going to read it to you. It says, advocates contend that the single-family rental property sector is crucial to meeting demand for new housing, comma, but while there are also those who are blasting single-family rental investors, accusing them of forcing homeowners out of the market. That's what I want to focus on today. Are we, as investors, thinking about our local or maybe more broader housing market as well as that housing stock that they are talking about and and affordable housing, thinking about our neighborhoods, thinking about our, our communities, and and the cities where we live and and operate are we are we part of a big bigger problem as single-family investors or multifamily investors are we part of a problem or are we actually part of a solution part of the solution i should say again going back to that sentence advocates contend that the single-family rental property sector is crucial to meeting demand for new housing let's look at that and let's talk about how we in fact help meet that demand. Now, of course, as real estate investors, we're we're not doing this as, as pure altruists. There may be people out there that are part of organizations that do buy single-family houses to rent out to parts of their their organization that they are that they're, they're working to help. But but we're not pure altruists. There there is a profit motive there for us, so you, you have to keep that in mind. I, I certainly agree with that. It's not the money, it's the lifestyle that we're trying to build, of course. But uh, we do have those five ways that we make money at the back of our minds as we're going through this. So we're going to get into that. But first and foremost, though, I've got to get to a news item. Big in the news, I'm sure, whether you've been paying attention or not. It's been on your local news. It's been on the national news. And that is the expiry of the eviction moratorium, moratorium. So we've had the CDC eviction moratorium in place for far too long, very long time. It was actually challenged at the Supreme Court level not too long ago, and the Supreme Court did in fact say that the CDC had exceeded their authority in in putting this eviction moratorium into place. But hey, we've just got a month to go, it's gonna expire July 31st, we're gonna let it run its course. And that's what they did. Supreme Court did not force or compel the CDC to annul that moratorium at the time. Well now it's come and it's gone. That deadline has passed. So the CDC eviction moratorium has has in fact lapsed. Now the president put it into the hands of the House, the Congress, to do something about that. In, in other words, pass legislation. Very last minute handed that ball, Here, run, run with this, go, <laughs> and they, fortunately they, they were not able to get it done. The House did, in fact, they've adjourned for their, their August recess, which is a longer break without, uh, without passing that legislation, so they've all gone on vacation. They have not extended that, and again, the CDC, based on the Supreme Court, they can no longer act uh, unilaterally uh, to, to reimpose that, that eviction moratorium. So if you've been dealing with residents that have not been paying, whether um, for good reason, COVID, or those that are simply taking advantage of the situation, well, that is now back open, at least at the federal level. Now, depending on where you're sitting, if you're in Texas, compared to say, California or or Michigan, New York, uh, you'll of course need to get in tune with your local jurisdiction. Your state may have other imperatives that are in place. Your county may have other imperatives that are in place as regards uh, eviction moratoriums. So do do your due diligence there. If you've got a real estate attorney, certainly talk with them. See where see where you're at. But of course, bigger question is: Do you have to evict? Do you have to go that that route? Now, granted, we're very long into this process now, and 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 if you've been dealing with this for an extended period of time, you may be at that point. Uh, alternatives, of course, are to if it's a newer situation that's developed, perhaps work with those residents, uh, see what you can see what you can hash out, perhaps a payment plan. Uh, there, there, there are other options, and there is another option, in fact. And I want to bring this to your attention as well. Uh, this just was put out there into uh, I'll just say into the market recently. The CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, they've released a search tool, a, a new search tool called the Rental assistance finder okay the rental assistance finder I've got the URL pulled up right here Um, you'll need to go to consumerfinance.gov backslash coronavirus probably easier just to look up in Google or or, or your favorite search bar uh, rental assistance finder and what this does is it just pulls together the sundry um, assistance programs that are out there There, there's a lot of money available to you and to your residents if you're a renter available to you If you can just submit the the proper documentation, dot all the the I's, cross all the T's, a lot of people are not getting to the final uh, goal goal line there because they're not getting all their documentation together. But um, if you go to that uh, search assistant, rental assistance finder, um, you're going to find for your... I looked up Dallas County, for example, there are six different programs, five or six different programs available, the, the city, the county.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom.
2: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we're going to explore whether we as investors are creating problems in the housing market or are we solving problems. And just ahead of the break, uh, just as a side note, item, a little bit of news for you, I'm sure you're aware, especially if you are an uh, owner operator of residential rental real estate, whether that's houses or apartments, I'm sure you're aware that the CDC eviction moratorium officially expired just yesterday. I was watching the news uh, just to see what they were reporting about that and the numbers are all over the place. I've seen (laughs) 6 million people are at risk of eviction, 7 million, I saw 11 million, so I I don't know what the number is. I do know that none of my residents are at risk because they've been paying, they've been in a good place, um, we've had no issues. And to the notion of eviction, um, I view that as a last uh, resort and there are options out there and I just want to reiterate one of those newer options that was put into place by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that's the CFPB, it's a search tool called the Rental Assistance Finder, they just, just stuck this out there. Go go search for that. If you are having issues and you can put in your your state, your county, you can dial down. it will, will will pull up any of the entities that are providing funding right now, get you to their website so you can get started, help your resident get started if you do if you are are dealing with with issues on on back rent. um give give that, give that a look. Now, if you have any questions today, the number here in the studio, it is eight five five four nine seven four three. 3, 5, again, 855 5, 497 4335, or send me an email to askandy at luc.com. So, again, last week we were looking at an article that was questioning whether multifamily investors should be concerned or, or worried about the demand for single family in the market right now. And there was a line in there that said that advocates of affordable housing are blasting the single family investor for removing housing stock from the market. So are we causing problems? Well, let, let's take a step back and let, let's think about what a lot of people picture when they picture the landlord. It's not its not friendly Andy and his wife, owner operator, dealing with their self-managing their properties around DFW. They're picturing typically what, what we would call the slumlord, miserly, cheap, doesn't fix anything right, that classic slumlord, those are the guys that are going to be rushing to the courthouse to do that eviction. Now, I would add to that stereotype, maybe, maybe there's a new variety out there, that's that hedge fund or or that that pension fund that is buying up those single-family houses as well as apartments in order to create the return for their investors or their pension fund. Of course, we did see that last week that 80% of the single-family stock, anyhow, is in fact owned and operated by people like me and my wife, like the investors at Lifestyles Limited that buy the single-family properties, what, we, what they refer to as mom-and-pop operators. And that, that in itself could be a stereotype, sometimes used as a pejorative. Um, I do prefer to encourage the mom-and-pop investors out there to be sure and, and operate as a business, have procedures in place, follow a process have the right documentation, do the same thing every time for each one of your rental properties. But thinking back to that stereotype, either the the, the classic slumlord or that now hedge fund or pension fund, wh- what about the rest of us that are those single family owners? So, some may be in that slumlord category, but, but most are not gonna be. Most are not gonna be. And I'll tell you that the Lifestyles Unlimited investors that I know are anything but that classic slumlord stereotype. We follow an entirely different model. Let let me tell you a little bit about the lifestyle's limited investor. And, and among other things, we follow the the model of best product, best price. It's just a pithy little phrase that that gives some direction to what we're doing. And and we as investors, we we understand that this business because it is a business it's going to run a lot smoother if we put some money into it this is not a no cash deal situation we we have money that we put into these properties we get a lot back it is an investment like i said it's not an we're not we're not, we're not just doing this for purely altruistic reasons there is a profit motive but by putting money in the whole business runs a lot more smoothly that's the best product part of the equation and by best product, what are we doing? When we buy that house, we're going to go in, or, or apartments, that, that applies there as well. We're, we're going to go in and, and fix, rehab, renovate everything that, that could possibly break, or already is broken, or, or maybe is outright missing. <laughs> but anything that could, could break in the next three to five years. And Aside from and typically we're thinking mechanicals the AC system uh, the plumbing Maybe you've bought a house that has the old cast iron. Maybe you go in and replace that We're gonna fix and rehab all of those 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 structural and and mechanical things, but we're also going to update the property cosmetically And 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 In so doing we're putting the best product on the market and we're gonna market it at the best price We'll be up close to the market Maybe a little bit below, you know, I've done a few turns this year as residents of mine have gone out and bought houses. Folks that have been with me for for long periods of time and they're finally recognizing, hey, this is a good time to buy because of the low interest rates. and, and And they've been with me long enough to have a lot of them rehabbed their credit. So they're doing that. And when we go to market the properties for release we're we're not pushing the rent extremely we're we're just a little smidge below and because of that holy cow the demand that we're getting for those properties is huge and the result of that equation best product best price equals best people for us i think i mentioned on prior shows dozens of applications we'll toss out a few we'll work through those and and we'll find those that are the best fit that that meet the qual that filled everything out completely first and foremost and gave me all the documents i need in order to make a decision, just like those of you that might be working with residents to get that rental assistance, a lot of people are being denied because they're not submitting everything. Be, be complete with what you do. But because we get those best people in there, best product, best price, yields the best people, number one, we are giving a good family a great place to live. Now that goes back to that question, are we taking housing stock away or are we helping? We are giving good people a, a, a great place to live And these good people the the best people we can find what do they do well they take care of the property number one they let me know when there is a maintenance issue so i can have it resolved before it causes any issues if there are any now we've gone in and rehab so that's typically not a problem and then they reciprocate in terms of taking care of us meaning they pay the rent i will tell you from from just conversations i have had with my peers at lifestyles unlimited over the course of the pandemic which has now run over a year now we have had less impact as a whole due to or from this this eviction moratorium that has just expired. Why is that? Our residents love where they live. They love how we operate. We operate as a business. We provide them the best product at the best price. And they know they're not gonna find anything better on the market. They wanna stick around. So they take care of the property and they make their payments on time far less impact on the Lifestyles Unlimited investor group from that eviction moratorium and everything else we've seen around the pandemic than if you reach to the broader investor group out there, I guarantee it. Talk 1370.
0: Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Andy Webb. If you've got questions today, the number in the studio is 855-497-4335, or send me an email to Ask Andy at L-U-I-N-C. Com. So we're talking today about whether we are giving a service to our community or, or, or are we causing problems as single family investors and as multifamily investors when it comes to the housing stock in particular, which really points to single family. And that's where a lot of the conversation that I've seen as I've done my research comes from is the fact that affordable housing advocates think that we, the single family investors, are pulling inventory. From the market so their affordable housing family now has one less house available to them to, to purchase in in essence is that what's happening now in large part they're focused on the big guys those, those hedge funds those pension funds that are really going in and, and taking massive swaths of property at a time different animal altogether and in fact it's interesting a lot of those Entities are not really necessarily looking at some of the houses that you and I are looking at And in fact they might even be going after new builds. I was reading an article where uh, a builder down north of Houston Built a hundred hundred twenty five hundred forty five something like that single-family houses Targeted simply as rentals. They were not building them to add to the housing stock. Okay, got it That's an argument for the affordable housing folks out there. On the purchase side, however, they they rented these houses out. Well, that that certainly is is important as well. And once all the houses were rented, they did then sell that to a to, to a, one of the big hedge funds, marketed it, took bids, winner paid a, a hefty price to pick up this whole subdivision. So it's an interesting play that we're seeing out there. A lot of investors are in fact building on on land in an effort to address inventory. As, as rentals, um, but, but you and I, what are we doing? What are, well, let's talk, let's talk about, let's dive a little bit deeper, as we said, into the, the Lifestyles model so that you can understand what we are doing. And, and I'm gonna mention at this point as well, if you wanna learn more about what we're doing, we'll, we'll, get, it, we'll get into s- some information, some content here to, at an upper level, but if you wanna learn more, um, I would encourage you to invest just an hour and a half of your time, very short period of time, and attend our free workshop. You can learn more there about what we do as single-family and multifamily investors, and what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. Lifestyles, if you're not familiar with with the group, is an education and mentoring organization. We take you, if you're completely unfamiliar with investing in real estate, and and we hold you by the hand and we may, we get you into that first deal and help you, basically help you learn how to become that real estate investor. That's exactly what I did nine nine plus years ago. I had zero knowledge. Came from no background related in remotely to real estate, had, had owned a home as a homeowner once upon a time and was a renter at the time myself. Uh, but fast forward and we, my wife and I, have built up a, a nice portfolio of single family houses and are now in multifamily as well. So you'll learn more about that at the free workshop and, and both, both tracks in fact that you can pursue as an investor but go to lifestylesunlimited.com and there's a button at the top uh, where you can learn about the free workshop and register and it's it is truly a workshop where you can ask questions it's a live event it's not just some pre-recorded uh, YouTube video or something like that so it's 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 definitely worth worth your time but but an an upper level let's now dive a little bit deeper into the lifestyles model because this will help address that question whether we are taking away from the market or or actually helping the market when it comes to affordable housing inventory. So what we're doing commonly, both on the house, single family house, and, and apartment side, is we're seeking those assets that are distressed. Distressed meaning there there's something wrong with them. Either the asset is distressed or perhaps the, the seller is distressed. Right now, thinking about some of the, the rental owners out there who do have those residents that are not paying and have not signed up for those free rental assistance programs, they may be distressed and wanting to sell. although they're going to have to sell at a discount. That's what we like. Those distressed properties sell at a discount. Those distressed owners sell at a discount. That goes back to that profit motive that I was talking about. We capture equity by virtue of the fact that we're buying at a discount. It's as simple as that. I may, out of thin air, create 20, 30, 40, 50K in in equity, captured equity, from the outset just by buying a single family house, distressed, I get that equity capture and that's already wealth that I've built. That, that doesn't even go into the other five, what, four or five ways that we make money on houses and, and apartments. So we find these distressed assets and, and we buy them. And like we said earlier, we, we renovate, we rehab those, we fix those up. Um, if it's apartments, we may need to reposition those a little bit and then we rent, that, rent the unit out or the units refinance, pull our money back out if we can. Um, certainly if we've bought a house with something called hard money, we do a rate and term refinance. These are details you'll get into further with your education, but uh, we'll do that rate and term refinance, get out of the high interest bridge loan or hard money loan into that 30 year mortgage, which right now is phenomenally low, and then we sit on that house for anywhere from three to five years, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, and then we sell. Now, why are we selling? You got this great asset, it's, it's cash flowing. Why are you selling? And remember, one of, one of our rules to investing at Lifestyles Unlimited, the Del, Del Walmsley, the owner that, that founded the company 30 years ago, he said, it has, the deal has to cash flow, or don't do the deal. So we're enjoying that cash flow, why would we sell? Well, we already mentioned that, that equity capture that we got by virtue of buying right, buying at a discount, we wanna cash out that equity capture. And over that three to five years, well, the residents have been paying down the mortgage for us and as part of that mortgage payment, they're paying principal on our behalf. We've built up equity through that principal buildup, principal pay down. And of course, over time, what do we see in the market? We see just natural appreciation. The market's going up. Hey, we, we have inflation in the market right now, period. We know the prices just keep spiking and spiking and going up and up and up. But over in a, in a normal market, we're going to see prices double every 20 years or so. And of course, if we're thinking about apartments on top of that, we have something called forced appreciation whereby making some changes to the operations within the, the property, we're able to drive that value up. We're forcing that value up, we're forcing appreciation. Those four reasons, equity capture, equity buildup, appreciation, and forced appreciation, those are the reasons why we sell. We wanna get that money back out so that we can then reinvest. We wanna turn that money. The faster we can turn it, the greater the velocity, the better off we are. And we turn that cash into more cash flowing properties. So that cash that we're getting in the door, let's call it $300 a month, suddenly we've doubled it to 600 a month by virtue of selling and reinvesting, thinking about single family houses. So we're selling in three to five years. And by the way, a lot of folks will start with single family. It's a little more digestible. A lot of people can get their head around it. A lot of people are homeowners. They understand the house, right? They're in a house. They'll start with single family and then move up just like my wife and I into multifamily. And when you get into multifamily, again, it's the same thing. We're buying, renovating, repositioning in apartments in particular, renting those units out. We may have to clear out the units drive it to zero vacancy in order to rebuild, renovate, rehab, get it rented and potentially sell or or refinance very 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 early in the process. That's what's happening. So we're selling in 3 to 5 years. We're going to come back to that here in just a moment. Let, let's take a look at some of the improvements that we are making to to better these properties and we're going to start with single single family call it home improvements. So what, what are some of the things we're doing? Well, that distressed asset that we've bought. What have we bought? We may have bought an inherited house. Uh, five siblings inherited a, a house after the last of their parents has died. No one knows what to do with it. No one wants to do anything with it. They're squabbling. We solve their problem by taking that off their hands. Inherited house, maybe it's a hoarder house. Picture that, if you've ever watched those hoarder shows, think back to those. What did that look like? Yes, we buy those. Maybe it's a drug house, cat or dog house, or cat and dog house, heavy smokers, maybe just simple deferred maintenance. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted.
2: Whether we as investors are helping or hindering the affordable housing market. Now, what are we doing? That's what we've been talking about especially as investors at Lifestyles Limited, we're going out, we're finding distressed assets, distressed sellers, or some combination thereof. Getting an asset, uh, either single family house or apartment under control for a discount because of that distressed nature there. Need to sell fast, needs work, both. And we go in and we improve that property, whether it's a house, single family house, duplex, triplex, quad, five units, 10 units, 100 units, several hundred units, yes, we take down apartments that are multiple hundreds of units. Uh, great opportunity from a economies of scale perspective, of course, and you'll learn about that when you go to your your Lifestyles Limited uh, Education, either the, the free workshop I mentioned or get out to the two-day seminar. Uh, great opportunity there. Let me just give this website quickly, if you go to Give Me Total Freedom, all written together. Give me total freedom.com. you can learn about becoming a financial freedom program member and as part of that You can go to that two-day seminar that you'll hear us talk about on the show uh, Whereby day one eight hours devoted to single-family investing day two, eight hours devoted to Multifamily investing great opportunity to learn and you can go to those as many times as you need and I find that over the years My perspective changes so it's good to go back see what's new in the market number one, but also to Fine tune whatever it is I'm thinking about at the time as I've developed as an investor or shifted gears perhaps from single family to multifamily. Well, there my perspective has certainly changed. So go check that out. Give me totalfreedom.com if you do want to join. Uh, the membership is is massively discounted right now. Use the promo code SAVEBIG BIG all caps and you can get a two year membership for just two ninety seven. Great great deal. Save big. S A V E B I G, all caps. Uh, but a great place to go to learn about some of the things we're going to talk about now. So when we take down that distressed property, uh, I was talking about a house first and foremost, and I, and I hinted at this ahead of the, the the break. Some of the more distressed assets are going to be more distressed for a number of reasons. It might be a hoarder house. They just haven't ever taken care of it. And, and on top of that, they've added to the damage by their, their habits. I've picked up a number of hoarder houses over the years. I love them. Now you don't always know what you're getting into under those piles but you you buy accordingly it might be an inherited house where the siblings just can't decide what to do and, and parents were great they've now passed on parents didn't ever update the house so we're looking at a 60s build with 60s carpet and 60s wallpaper and 60s everything else those avocado green appliances that are still working <laughs> you know you want to go and go ahead and update those cattered. Any number of things, and it it could be a very heavy lift, a very big lift in terms of the cost to do that renovation. Now the way we buy with hard money, that that construction loan that helps us get into the property and address these repairs, that's actually going to shortcut us. It's going to lighten our cash into the deal essentially. So if it's a heavy lift, you might be sitting there thinking 60K in renovations. I can't afford that. We, We have that covered through the hard money loan. Alternatively, it may be a very light lift. I've done both over the years 60-70k lifts. I've done 6k where it's a very minor uh, Essentially a a glorified turn deep clean maybe replace a few things uh, Not just a lot to it. So you you choose as the investor what level of rehab You want to get into but we may be addressing structural things roof foundation uh, perhaps the plumbing electrical uh, you know, in fact, if you add the HVAC to that that those four, that's our big five that we talk about on the show. The big five, kind of heavy outside of the normal cosmetic budget, uh, heavy list that we may we may see. And then there is the cosmetic updating. Again, that house from the '60s, still stuck in the '60s. I love turning those houses around. I love seeing the change when we go in with those granite countertops instead of that aged formica. Uh, Going with stainless steel or black appliances. Going with all new flooring. That new new. Palette of paint on the walls, painting the the exterior. Uh, it just blows me away to see that that turn, and it blows the neighbors away. In fact, you know, we'll, we'll go and 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 update the the exterior trim as well, giving the essentially a facelift for the neighborhood. And I can remember one year, I, I got a thank you card. I got a thank you card in the mailbox at the house from a neighbor. For painting the trim, it had been a garish pink color along the the eaves, just just hard to look at. Well, we went in with something more modest, more neutral, and the neighbor was elated. You know, our, our neighbors have stopped by, in fact, to thank us for clearing, cleaning up the property, getting rid of the overgrowth. I've I've seen pools with trees growing in those. We go in, we take care of that stuff, and then they stop and they look at the inside. They see that 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 avocado oven is gone and been replaced with stainless steel or black trim appliances and and they're thrilled. We've improved the neighborhood for them. New appliances, new HVAC if we need to. That's better energy efficiency for that house. You know, we may go through and do some things that are not quite seen, blow insulation into the attic, very inexpensive, to make that house much more bulletproof in terms of energy, great for your residents. And then when you sell in three to five years, what are we introducing back into the market? a house that no longer has foundation problems a house that has a functioning air conditioning unit a house where the the cast iron deteriorating plumbing has been repiped as pvc everything's been cosmetically updated best product best price we have the best people they've maintained that well we may have a little bit of a light lift prior to listing and now what do we do we're introducing back releasing back into the market a wonderful, affordable house. We're not buying those houses that are going to value at three hundred, four hundred k. We're buying in those price points that speak to that affordable housing crowd. So we're making the neighborhood look better. We're making the neighbors happier. They will thank you. And in three to five years, we again, we're not doing this purely out of altruistic grounds or reasons. We we're going to go and we're going to sell and inter- reintroduce that house back into the market. That's what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited, turning every three to five years. So to that question posed by, or that statement made early on, uh, we looked at that in the first segment, referencing an article we talked about last week, whether multifamily investors should worry about single family. The statement was made in the course of that article that uh, single or affordable housing advocates are blasting single family investors for removing stock from the market i would say we're doing the opposite we're taking those things those those distressed assets that most homeowners are not going to know what to do with they're not going to want to set foot into that cat or dog house or that heavy smoker house and if they do they're going to conclude ah i just don't have the money to renovate this thing there's no way that's where you and i come along and we do that very thing And that's houses now of course apartments when we go in and renovate those we are not going that that's not anything that an owner occupant is going to buy but we're driving value there as well we're driving affordable housing at lifestyles unlimited we're fundamentally focused on that workforce housing not the tippity top stuff not the bottom 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 stuff we're we're in the middle we like to be we like to play in the middle and the 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 apartments that we're going in and, and renovating are the workforce housing. That is exactly where we need that affordable housing. We're taking again here, just like those houses, distressed assets that people don't want to live in because they've been beat down. The maintenance is deferred. Maybe the crowd has gotten a little rough in that apartment community. So what do we want to do as investors? We we want to drive cash flow and, and we want to drive wealth building. And for apartments, we do that by driving the bottom line, the operating income. It just simply relates to how apartments are valued. I won't get into that today. You can get into that in the free workshop that I mentioned. Again, go to GiveMeTotalFreedom.com to learn more there. Uh, But you'll talk about how, in day two, how apartments are valued totally different, totally different from single-family houses. And we can either increase revenue or decrease expenses to drive value, profit to that bottom line, drive up that operating income, which will drive up that value for us, the investors. Well, of course, in order to increase revenues, what do we need to do? Well, we have to increase the rents is one way to go. How do we get there? We improve the property. We take what they call the classic unit, classic meaning from the 60s or 70s, maybe even 80s, and we bring it into the 2020s. People love that. We create community we create community in these in these apartment communities by by addressing the outside as well maybe put in a playground equipment grill stations uh, re- rehab that green pool i've been to apartment complexes where the pool is green you do not want to go near that pool <laughs> we go in and we we renovate that we add a dog park we create community And we help that community once we've built that. We saw this a lot during COVID. A lot of the multifamily lead investors worked very closely with their residents to set up the very payment plans that I talked about in the first segment. And to help secure those rent support payments, again, that we talked about in the first segment. And It goes goes on. We, We reduce expenses as well to drive that bottom line. Water conservation programs, low water landscaping, improved ventilation on the roofs, improved insulation, changing out windows, all of these things we do to drive the bottom line, which creates as well a better community, better affordable housing for the broader community. We are improving neighborhoods and and, and actually helping to add inventory back into the housing stock. You can be a part of that solution. It is not a problem that we are creating. We are solving problems as investors at Lifestyles Unlimited. Again, if you want to learn more, go check out the free workshop or go to com. I thank you for listening today. This is Andy Webb. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a good day.